The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co host, Adam Spees. And today we are starting our quarterfinals in our 2023 patron tournament. In one corner, she's a lean, mean trivia machine, so you better not mess with her because she's Queen Sarah Calori. <laughs> Sarah, welcome back to the show. Hi, I can't believe I made it this far. (laughs) (laughs) Done great. You're a great trivia person. (laughs) Why don't you uh, remind the folks at home just a little bit about you? Um, I am a physics professor, originally from New Jersey, but now based in Southern California. Um, I have a husband and a soon-to-be five-year-old with three middle-aged to old dogs with various neuroses running around here. And I won a lot of money on Wheel of Fortune and built a tiki bar. Woo! Nice. In the other corner, he's something that mommy wouldn't wear, so he spoke in class today. It's King Jeremy the Wicked. Yeah. Jeremy Goodson, how you doing, sir? Uh, always dark when you use that one. Like, you know, that's why I tried to use the, uh, the, the uh, you know, happiest voice I could. Uh, I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. And you know and- who else is doing fine? The rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. I was going to make a joke about how I didn't go on Wheel of Fortune and win a bunch of money, but I wish I had. That is, that's awesome, by it was, the way. It was very nice. It's all downhill from here. It's life, you know. <laughs> well, no. No, now you're on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I know. And that's it's another highlight. skyrocketing. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we get started, I, of course, want to know Jeremy and Sarah just a little bit better. And I mentioned King and Queen. And King and Queen, and only a select few people are going to know this, is my favorite landmark in Atlanta. They're two buildings with uh, with a different with differently shaped tops. One is square, one is round, but they're two identical buildings. So we've always called them the King and the Queen. And it's one of the things I miss every time I go back to Atlanta. I always see it, and it just it makes me feel like home because it's one of the landmarks I always look for. So I want to know what's your favorite landmark. That's and a tough one. <laughs> Define what are you looking for for landmark here? Um, I mean, it could be like a natural landmark, or it could be something like a building. Like your favorite building. I mean, you, you would just make it your favorite building. Would that be easier? No, oh, landmark's cool. I mean, okay. I don't know how specific you want me to get. <laughs> I always like either want. overthink these or just my brain goes blank. I'm like, I don't know what a building is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got a good one. Okay. okay. This is, uh, I mean, it's not a deep cut. If 
you live in Sydney, Australia. Um, one of my favorite buildings there was um, partially because it had an awesome chocolate store in it, the Queen Victoria building. It's this kind of like old, it almost looks like this beautiful old early mall where you just go in and it's got all these interior balconies and it's kind of like old shops and tea shops and lots of things. It's a great place to just like grab snacks and pass, pass an afternoon. And it just reminds me of like two awesome years living there. Also, I miss the chocolate store. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Mr. Jeremy. Yeah, that's a tough question. I'm like, I, I've used to do a lot of traveling for work, so I got to see a lot of neat stuff. I also live just outside Chicago, so we have a lot of cool stuff here that, like, I, I really like to go see, uh, like the art museum and uh, planet the, the planetarium. Um, but I think I don't know. I'd say the coolest like landmark, I guess, if you could call it this, you can always nix it. Uh, that I actually did get to see when I was on the road once was just being able to go out to the Grand Canyon. Mm. Um, just very majestic and getting there like right towards uh sundown it was really neat so i would have to go with that thought for a second you're gonna say that stupid bean (laughs) (laughs) it's very shiny at least ah the bean uh both very interesting choices very very different the benefit to jeremy is that i only live an hour and a half or so away from the grand canyon and i have been there a couple of times the bad thing for Jeremy is the very first time I got there, it was so foggy for 48 hours, I couldn't see the Grand Canyon, even when I was standing on the lip of it. And I've still been bitter about it. And you know what? I've always wanted to go to Sydney. So just for that reason, Sarah gets to pick first in round one. Ah, uh, I thought Once Grand again, Canyon fair. was going to win it. Yeah. Very fair. Um, yeah. No, and I wasn't going to say the bean because um, just, you know, screw Anish Kapoor. <laughs> yeah. That's... I had the same thought. All right, Sarah, what category would you like to start this game off in? Oh, God, I didn't think I'd go first. I'm not prepared. Um, Let's go with toys and games. All right, little toys and games. And we're starting the 60s. The name of what 1969 insect-themed board game refers to an idiomatic expression in English, which asserts that nervous, fidgety people have these. Ants in my pants? Ants in the pants is correct. I had that game. Nice. <laughs> Actually, I probably still do. I think yeah. I think we have it in the closet here. All right. And we are over to Jeremy. What category would you like? Um, Let's go literature. Coming at you fast and quick. And it's the 90s. And we have a question from David Abalafia. Thank you, David. What British author won both the Anthony Award and the Barry Award for Best First Novel for his 1997 book, The Killing Floor? the first to feature protagonist Jack Reacher. Oh, thank you for that end part. So I'm like, I, I know I've heard of this, and I don't know what it is, but I do know that Jack Reacher is Lee Child, so I'm going to go with Lee Child. Lee Child is correct. All right, back to Sarah. How about food? All right. And it's the 70s. In 1973, Los Angeles County became the first jurisdiction in the country to enact the Truth in Menu Ordinance. During the pilot program... The scenic Sea Lion restaurant in what city was caught selling the same fish under five different names at five different prices? Is it Stacy or Barbie? <laughs> I'm going to go with Malibu. Malibu is correct. Thank you for that that's, clue. Yeah, I, that's I a probably great clue. That's a good, I would have probably guessed um, where the aquarium was. So that, that actually like yeah. totally turned me around. All right. And we are back to Jeremy. Uh, let's go movies. 
And that one is the 2000s. What 2007 psychological thriller is about a teenager who is placed on house arrest for assaulting his school teacher and begins to spy on his neighbors, believing one of them is a, ser- is a serial killer? Surprisingly, the theme song wasn't sung by Rihanna. <laughs> Uh, I was pretty sure I had it before that. This is the, uh, I believe, Shia LaBeouf uh, joint, uh, Disturbia. Disturbia is correct. Starring actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf? Yes, actual (laughs) Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Every time I hear the name, I have to, like, I feel like I'm just holding in the, like, Shia LaBeouf. Walking through the woods. (laughs) Shia LaBeouf. Just do it! I uh, choreographed a pole dance song to that one. (laughs) Is there evidence of that somewhere out on the internet? <laughs> yes, a feel uh, for science. I don't, I don't think I recorded it though. I mean, I, I did it. I did it, and I taught a class to like with it, but I definitely didn't record it. Some somewhere, someone has that on their phone. Somewhere. Uh, all right, we are. Everyone so far is two for two. We're back over to uh, Jeremy, Sarah. Okay. Um, how about news and politics? Only questioning the news, not the politics, apparently. And it's also the 2000s. In 2005, and straight out of a Nick Cage movie, surgeons in France carried out the first successful partial transplant of a human what? A face. Face is correct. These clues are so good tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. On point. All right, Mr. Jeremy, sir. Um, let's do TV. All right. Little TV, and it's the 60s. Gene Vanderpeel voiced two of the main characters on the Flintstones. Name either one of them. Oh, um, let's go Betty Rubble. Betty Rubble is incorrect. Sarah, can you steal? Um, I'm going to go with Wilma. Wilma or Pebbles is correct. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, I mean, once uh, I was like, oh, I wonder which flip. one you're going to go. I was like, if you don't get whatever you're saying right, I'm going to go with the other one. Yeah, I'm like, coin flip, It, it did the name makes it sound like the two lead female characters on the show, so. Uh, all right, Sarah, you got the steal. And left, we've got music, sports, fashion, and slang. Fashion. All right. And it's the 60s. All right, we've got a question from Dustin Resch. Thank you, Dustin. Active since the 1910s, what manufacturer really came into its own in the late 1960s when homemade tie-dye clothing became popular? Oh, goodness. Um, There's a lot of companies that make plain white t-shirts. I'm going to go with Hanes. Hanes is incorrect. (sighs) Jeremy, can you steal? Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember who the other one is because I had Hanes in my head if you didn't have anything else. Um... Oh, crap. Who's the other, like, just main t-shirt company? Why am I blanking? I, I had some that were Gildan, I think. So we'll say Gildan. I don't think that's right. Gildan is not right. In fact, <laughs> both of you were thinking about the wrong part of tie-dye. Uh, the answer I'm looking for is Rit. Who oh, makes the dye. okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, it wasn't. The dye part. Yeah. Okay. I literally was like, okay, tied. I'd have to be a white T-shirt. I did. I had the same thought process. Uh, all right. That was a great. That was a good question, though. But yep. yeah, I totally Very was good. thinking of the wrong part of the apparel. All right, Jeremy. Which one do you want? Uh, let's do music. Okay, a little music. 
from the 80s. What former Transit Authority bassist sang the hit song The Next Time Till I Fall, sorry, The Next Time I Fall, with Amy Grant in 1986? I think that one is, is that Peter Cetera? Peter Cetera is correct. Nice. Thank you for preventing me from embarrassing myself on an attempt to steal that one. Cause... Yeah, because I think that song, if I remember correctly, is Peter Cetera featuring Amy Grant. It's not the other way around. I could be wrong. I'm sure it is. I'm just I'm just upset you didn't get there through my transit authority clue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did uh, get that clue, but I, I actually okay. know that song. So <laughs> Okay, there you go. Uh, all right, Sarah, sports or uh, slang? Slang. <laughs> she said so confidently. And it's another 60s question. Good bit of them. Hmm. The 60s were an era of rebellion, so to no surprise, that means some exciting car lingo. What two-word term was used for when people were sitting around and talking about the speed of their cars? Uh, I didn't know that was a, a pastime. I don't um, know what else they were going to do in the 60s. So. Yeah, what else did people do in the 60s? They had like two TV shows. All there was to eat was Jell-O. I'm going to pass. I have no idea. All right. Over to Jeremy. Can you steal? Oh, I feel like I've heard this term, but I, I could be thinking that it could be something completely different. Um, I've heard the term bench racing before, and that's the only thing that's coming to my mind. Bench racing is correct. Wow. Well done. I, I don't think I've ever heard that before. So I, there was no way that was happening. Yeah, my, my parents were from the like 50s and 60s, so I heard a lot of weird slang when I was a kid, but I'm like, I, I don't know if this is what that is, or, because at first I thought backseat driving or something like that, but I'm like, that's not right, because it's three words anyway, but. All right, that leaves us with sports for Jeremy. Adam, what's his decade going to be? And it does, and it's going to be the 50s. Up through 1950, the now-named Commonwealth Games were called the British Empire Games. The final event under that title was held in what oceanic city, its country's largest? Oh, so oceanic city. I don't know. Is it the largest? All right, I, because we were talking about it earlier, I'm just going to go Sydney. Sydney is incorrect. Sarah, can you steal? Sorry, someone, someone <laughs> decided to sneak in by first opening the door and throwing in a paper airplane and then just climbing on the bed. Um, I'm trying to parse... <laughs> Oceanic. Give me a second. I got to go tell him to leave. I saw that paper up here earlier. Perfect. <laughs> she is vehemently telling the kid to get out. Too bad this is an audio medium. This oh is my know. God. This is perfect. Um, am I allowed to ask a clarifying question? Sure. You may not like About the answer. About the meaning of oceanic, whether you're meaning by the ocean or in Oceania. In Oceania. I feel... Okay. Jeremy already, already didn't get it, so I can at least talk this one out. I feel like we're probably going for what might be like the capital. I want to say Fiji was a British colony at some point, but I'm blanking on what what cities are in Fiji. Um, I'm not 100% sure this was a British colony, but it is one oceanic city that I can actually name. And I'm just going to say Apia, which I don't think is right, but I'm going to name something that's in Oceania. Apia is also incorrect. Yeah. Uh, the correct answer is Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, I I take umbrage with the usage of Oceania then. Oh, I, I think that's Oceania. I was thinking yeah. New Zealand or Australia. Uh, I just didn't know which one. Uh, I was thinking of the Polynesian Islands. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, Sarah's Googling vehemently now. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I. No, no, it's all it's all Oceania. I stand corrected, but I definitely, when I think of Oceania, think sure. of more of the Polynesian islands, which I was thinking. And I know there's a ton of like either former or British. <laughs> kid, your kid is the star of the episode. I know this needs to be recorded like yeah. in video, buddy. You gotta go. I'm just gonna text my husband and be like, "The kid needs to get." <laughs> Yes. Ah. All right, Adam, that is the end of round one. What is our score? <laughs> uh, with distractions and not, uh, we had some uh, good good answers here. A couple misses, though. Uh, and we are tied up 40 to 40 going into round two. All right, well, Sarah got to pick first in round one. So, Jeremy, you're going to get to pick for Sarah to start off round two. What category do you want to give her? Let's get out of the way. Sports. Damn it. I was hoping to like lose the intro so I could give sports away. <laughs> well, you're getting I, I kinda it. got that. Yeah. And I should, getting... No, I didn't really, but I should have been like, I'm from New Jersey. The town I grew up in had a garbage dump. That was my favorite <laughs> landmark. Of... Like, <laughs> that's how I could all... have avoided being given I sports. I could have sworn that's all of New Jersey, though. Won yeah. Because apparently John has a bad taste in his mouth about the uh, Grand yeah. Canyon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's the 90s, if she ever comes back from, you know, the internet. <laughs> no, I just had to reshut the doors because he opened okay. them all. <laughs> okay, it is the 90s. All right. And we have a question brought to you by Will Dennison. Thank nice. you, Will. Nicknamed The Worm, what player led the NBA in rebounds during the 1990s? He played for the Pistons, Spurs, Bulls, Lakers, and Mavericks during the decade and was able to grab a hair-raising 9,964 rebounds during the decade in only 658 games. Is that Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman is correct. Oh, what I know? Sorry, I'm like... That's I it. was that's so it. excited when I heard the worm. I'm like, worm. okay, I'm, I'm in Chicago. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> yeah, I, I like... At least when sports are in the 90s, I was like, I was alive. I might remember something. Like, you know, just from the background. All right. Well, what category do you want to give to Jeremy? Go with fashion. All righty. <laughs> she got me back. She got you back. Uh, it's the 80s. All right. And we have a question from Nick Groves. Thank you, Nick. Which luxury fashion brand features a logo inspired by the mythological Gorgons? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I know this because I know the logo, and I am... Oh my God! What is the lo- what brand is it that has the logo? Oh my God! This uh, <laughs> I don't want to say too much because <laughs> I'm using my fingers. I'm drawing it. What is this called? Versace? Is it Versace? Versace is correct. Ugh. I'm like, which one has the Medusa on it? <laughs> and I didn't want to say that out loud in case you know Gorgon was like a giveaway. <laughs> All right. Um, what category do you want to give back to Sarah? Uh, let's do uh, let's do slang. Okay. And it's the fifties. What fifties term was a more fun way to say it's all good? While the exact etymology is debated, it may be derived from a Cajun French word meaning capable of being coped with su- successfully. Sorry, I'm all quiet. I like to process by talking, but you can't on this game when you go first. Um, so I'm choosing silence. I mean, you can. Yeah, we don't. There's nothing stopping you. Can you repeat the meaning? I don't need the whole question. Just the meaning. Capable of being coped with successfully. 
I have no idea. I'm just going to sit here for a while, but I'm I'm going to pass cuz it's it's pro- this is probably one I've heard of but like I just I'm trying too hard to think of like what I learned in French in like high school and I don't know if that's getting me anywhere so I'm going to pass. All right, Jeremy, can you steal? I'm going to quote the uh great poets of local H and bound for the floor and no you just don't get it. You keep it copacetic. Copacetic is correct. That's super interesting. Is that really where that came from? It's debated, but that is what they think is the most likely version. I never would have gotten it. That's really... That, sorry, that's kind of a neat fact. I always like, even if I get it wrong, like a question you can learn something about. Knowledge is power. Well, we aim to teach here and uh, throw back to be down. I, as, as soon as you finish that question, I've had the song stuck in my head the whole time now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, All right, well, Jeremy got the steal, so now, Sarah, you got to give him a category. Which one do you want to give him? I don't have a good read for what he's good at, but I feel like everything left he's good at, so let's go with literature. Literature! Literature! Yeah. Coming at ya! It is coming at ya. And for Jeremy, it's the 80s. What crossover event, produced by DC Comics to simplify their then 55-year-old continuity, was written by Marv Wolfman and illustrated by George Perez. The series eliminated the concept of the multiverse in the fictional DC universe and depicted the deaths of such long-standing superheroes as Supergirl and the Barry Allen incarnation of The Flash. I believe this is the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis on Infinite Earths is correct. Which the uh, WB shows did a fantastic job on that crossover. I thought it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it obviously didn't stick to the comics super well, and the wrong person died. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do? Yeah. All right. What category do you want to give? Back to Sarah. We've got movies, music, TV, toys and games, news and politics, and food. Let's do food. Okay. And it's some old food from the 50s. The 50s were a prime time for the development of many fast food restaurants, including What Pious Company, founded in San Antonio, Texas, and named after the founder. Church's Chicken? Church's Chicken is correct. Good pull. I was try- I was parsing the uh, the pious clue. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not Burger King, because that's not even after a founder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What category do you want to give back to Jeremy? Mm, toys and games? Okay. Toys and games it is. It's from the 90s. Damn it. I was hoping for like a, what obscure 1950s model? That's what I was hoping for. According to a commercial, John Elway once threw what whirling koosh product over 90 yards? Oh my God. What was the name of that football? Um, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud, but uh, God, it was the, um, I had one of these. Oh my God! I had everyone one had one of these. <laughs> um, oh, we had we had a couple like we had one that was like a they had they turned ended up making like baseballs and stuff with them too. But the big one was the football, and it had the curves. And oh my God, I, I, this is wrong. But I guess we we used to call them the whistler, and I don't remember what it was because it made that whistling sound. So I'm just gonna call it the whistler because I I know that's wrong, and I'm sorry, and I'm probably handing points over. The whistler is incorrect. 
Sarah, can you I, I don't steal? know if you're handing points over because you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said football. I had literally am going through the same thing. Oh, it's the football with the curves, and he throws it like this, and it's yes. the video, and it's like the commercial where he's in a stadium, and he throws it the whole way. I, You were narrating what was going through my brain, and it's got the little plastic things with holes that whistle. Oh, shoot. Um, Oh, my gosh. Like, I definitely had one, and I'm like, I am also, like, completely just like, what is the name? Oh, my God. Um... I will know it when we both get it wrong and I'll be like, yeah, that was it. Because like, it feels worse to get it wrong when you know you've owned one of these in childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. Yeah. The spiral. Oh God. Um, can you read the clue again? <laughs> just, I want to see sure. if I'm missing like any good hints or it's just a straightforward clue. According to a commercial, John Elway once threw what whirling Koosh product over 90 yards. I'm just going to call it like a spiral ball. I, I'm going to know it when I when I hear it. Say that again? Is it like a spiral ball or spiral ball or something spiral like ball that? Spiral ball is incorrect. <laughs> this was called the vortex. Oh, oh yeah. God. That, that hurts. That one yeah, hurts. That one really hurts. Because I had a couple of these. My sister had one that was like pink. And it was like the same thing. And then they actually ended up making, like I said, the baseballs and stuff out of it too. Like they had like like the cush baseballs that had it that whistled. And oh my God. It's funny though, because I feel like if you would ask me who made it, I would have assumed it was like a Nerf product, right? Like a squishy ball. Right. I, didn't really, I don't think I ever realized it was cush. Because it yep. was not made of little filaments that went like wiggle, wiggle, wiggle like... <laughs> People wiggle, out there wiggle, can't, wiggle, wiggle. can't watch me making, uh, mm-hmm. you know, wacky, <laughs> wacky, waving inflatable arm motions. <laughs> All right. No points there. But now, Jeremy, you got to give a category to Sarah. Your news and politics. Ready. And it's the 70s. In 1978, Louise Brown became the first child to be born via what method? Uh, I, I don't know if... You want specific, but in, in vitro fertilization? Is that your guess? Yeah. In vitro fertilization <laughs> is correct. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was like that or artificial insemination or if you consider them the same thing, but I was like, I think it's in vitro. I better go with that. All right, Sarah, what category do you want to give to Jeremy? I feel like I'm screwed either way. So let's go <laughs> music. <laughs> All right. And it is the 70s. I've been walking these streets so long, singing the same old song, are the opening lines to which Glenn Campbell smash hit of 1975. Glenn Campbell. Read the lyrics one more time. I've been walking these streets so long, singing the same old song. Is that Rhinestone Cowboy? Like a rhinestone cowboy. Is correct. Nice. Good, because I can name like two Glenn Campbell songs. I, I can only them. name one. Yeah, I, I can only name one, and that's what I would have gone with had you not gotten it. All right, Jeremy, we got movies and TV. Uh, TV. All right, TV for Sarah, and it's the '80s. What kids' game show, which began in the late 1980s, was hosted by Mario Cantone? He would ask players trivia questions and watch them run a maze. He would also yell and throw things over the course while they ran. I'm sorry, Mario Cantone hosts its game show? Uh, that's blowing my mind. Um, I I don't know if this is right, but like the only thing I feel like I could name, because this is a, what this is like 
early on in my life, so I kind of have vague recollections. I'm going to go with something. I'm not sure if this is right, but there was something called Finders Keepers. Finders Keepers is incorrect. Yeah. Jeremy, can you steal? Read it for me one more time, please. What kids game show, which began in the late 1980s, was hosted by Mario Cantone? He would ask players trivia questions and watch them run a maze. He would also yell and throw things over the course while they ran. I know I've seen this show and I'm doing the same thing again where I've, I've, I'm kicking myself. Uh, I'm going to guess Mousetrap. Mousetrap is also incorrect. Hoping maybe they turn the board game into a <laughs> trivia game show for kids. <laughs> nope. It was called Steam Pipe Alley. Oh, I have never, never heard of that. that. Yep. I wasn't going to pull that. I've I've seen the show. I know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I, I saw it as a kid and like, I don't remember what it was. I I will be what, like looking up old episodes on YouTube after this though, because that sounds <laughs> oddly fascinating. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Uh, Jeremy's left with movies. He is. All right. And it's the 50s. And we have a question from Jody Steele. Thank you, Jody. Starring Burt Lancaster, Donna Reed, and Montgomery Cliff, among others, this 1953 movie is best known for a steamy makeout session on the beach. I know some of the actors and stuff you're talking about, and this is apparently not my night. Um, I, I am not sure. I'm going to go uh, an older movie. Let's say Bridge Over the River Kwai. I don't know. I, I'm not pulling this one. Bridge Over the River Kwai is incorrect. Sarah, can you steal? Is it From Here to Eternity? From Here to Eternity is correct. Ooh, good pull. All right, that is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? Well, that was a very nice steal from Sarah, and it tied things up. We had the exact same score (laughs) from the first round and the second round. It's 80 to 80. All right, well, in order to... See who's going to get to pick first, uh, the first category. Adam, would you give me a random roll, please? Yep, because Sarah's first on my screen on the left. She'll be odds, and uh, Jeremy will be evens. And it's a number one, so Sarah, you get to pick first. You rolled a critical fail on that? I'm going to go with fashion. <laughs> right. Interesting. And it is the 70s. All right. I'll okay. go with knowing what we have left for it. I'm going to go music. Okay. And it is the 90s. So based on 70s fashion and 90s music, go ahead and write down your bids. Since this is so intense, I don't mind if y'all like chat it to me, solo to me or something, just as a heads up. Not oh, yeah, that I be, trust y'all. Yeah, that would be, I'll, I'll that'd be good. To you. Um, I'm, gonna either, I'm really, I'm bad at this, the wagering part, because I'm just like, I get really bad at all. Like, the, what if he does this and this and this? Mm. Um, you guys got to give me a verbal when you're ready. Oh, oh I'm, I'm good. Ready. Yeah, we're locked. I'm ready. Sarah. Yeah. I haven't, Sarah, I have not gotten something, anything from uh, you. I just texted you, but I don't think, I mean, I just Facebook messaged you, but I don't think we're friends. Uh, so you, or was it Insta's Instagram? I don't know. I found you on Messenger. You may have to look in your hidden requests or something like that. Oh, yeah. I don't think we're friends with each other, and that's why. <laughs> you're better off. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, what? what? Oh, oh, I know, I, I know why I didn't see it because I, for some reason, I'm under the the beef up. Ah. Uh, uh, Facebook. No matter how this goes, it's been a fun game, Sarah. 
I know. I Okay. So I have to say, I came into this. You know when you, like, bring the beta dog to the dog park and it's like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm going to roll over and let the alpha dog sniff my stomach. That's how I feel about this tournament. And I'm just like, somehow, I'm still in it. But I'm just like, I'm just happy to be here and I'm going to come in and think I'm losing. Yeah. I can't find I, it, but I guess I'll just trust you. Okay. It's exactly the score. I need to beat Jeremy. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I Here. did circle it on my paper, and I can always show you after. I trust you. Here is your 70s fashion question. Dresses made from this fabric, woven with thin ribbons of metallic fiber, were cool to wear in the 70s, and not the opposite. Your 90s music question. Which girl group formed in Houston in 1990 under the name Girls Time? All right, everybody. Make sure you check out... I mean, one, all of the fantastic shows on the BFOP network. That's BFOPnetwork.com. But specifically today, I'm going to call it Return Revenge Resurrection. If you are horror fans, then you're definitely going to enjoy all the podcasts from Return Revenge Resurrection. Uh, They're going through some other kind of crazy horror stuff. Um, You guys, you know, I know there's a lot lot more fans of horror out there. Uh, And so if you guys are looking for a fantastic podcast to sink your teeth into, check out Return Revenge Resurrection. Okay, I'm locked in. I am also locked in. All right, let's find out what your answers were to the questions. Uh, Sarah, why don't you go first? Which one would you like me to say? It doesn't matter. Okay, no. I'm good. the no. one I have confidence in is I put the 70s fabric as LeMay, lame with a nice exclamation, uh, you know, accent. The girl group, I was really not sure. I think it's a little too early, but I was like, ping it. but I was like, is this one of these things where people are around much longer than I thought? And something about Texas made me think, like, isn't, like, Destiny's Child from there? I think it's a little too early, but it could be they started much earlier than I thought, so I went with Destiny's Child. All right, and Jeremy? Um, So the 90s music, uh, definitely. I've actually asked a question about this in a trivia show. It's absolutely Destiny's Child. Um, I am really happy you said what you said about the 70s fashion because I was just going with the joke and thinking there's something called LeMay that was spelled lame with the little accent. And that's what I answered. And you saying it made me so happy. I'm like, uh, oh, my God, I was like kind of a joke answer because all I could think of that's not cool. <laughs> all right. Let's find out the answers to the questions. 70s uh, fashion, the dresses made from the woven fabric with thin rib- uh, thin ribbons of metallic fiber were indeed made of LeMay. And the 90s music question, girls' time did turn into Destiny's Child. Uh, Both contenders getting their uh, answers correct. Let's find out how they bid. Uh, Jeremy, we'll go to you first. I believe the exact message I sent to Adam was, I really shouldn't do this, but 80. All right, and Sarah. Well, uh, I will congratulate Jeremy on his... Victory by my lack of self-confidence because I was like, music is very hit or miss for me, and I went with winners that zero to force you to get them both right. Great job! That Good was a God. really fun game. I'm glad it. Like I'm at least I'm glad I got them right. I'm like I I held my own against someone I was really afraid of playing, so I'm very happy. All right, Adam, what was our final score? Yes, with a final score of 160. 280. Jeremy continues on. This was a fantastic game of Throwback Derby Takedown for sure. Great, great game, Sarah. Uh, and I that was the right it. wagering strategy because I had zero and then I just put the eight in front of it, typed the message, and sent it down. Oh I'm my like, this God. is a bad idea. Because, <laughs> like, music's one of those in the 90s. I was like, if it's like late 90s, I know a lot of that. But if it's like, name this rock basis from 1991, and I would have been like, so it's 
like I struggled to figure that one out. And I was like, at least fashion, we were both 50-50 today. So I was like, yeah, it yep. seems like the best way to go. But I should have said, though, prior to this, I up until now was the last woman in this tournament. And if you don't aren't a misogynist, you should have just <laughs> sacrificed yourself and lost. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Have fun moving on. You with sexist pig. Jer- Jeremy hates women. <laughs> Jeremy hates oh, women. Sh- Jeremy hates <laughs> women. <laughs> All right, well, Jeremy. We'll, I I don't know if I should say congratulations now, but we'll right. We'll hear from you again, Screw Adam. You, Jeremy. Who might he go on to play? Yeah, uh, he will be going on to take on the winner of the Will Gilbert Scott Barber episode uh, that we have oh yet to record. My. So that's going to be a fun one. Oh no! Can can there be an audience for that? Like, <laughs> I want to. I cannot wait to hear that episode. There there will be an audience when the episode yeah. comes out. <laughs> Literally two people that terrify me in trivia. Sarah, unfortunately, this is the end of your tournament run. Uh, now is your time to add anything additional you'd like to add. I mean, I feel go. better conti- not continuing knowing that's <laughs> what I'd have to be up against. Um, Jeremy, I had a blast. Like, I, this was really fun. I was very scared of playing you going into this, and this was really fun. Um, given how things are in the world, trans women are women. Trans people are human. They deserve our kindness and consideration. They are, you know, it makes me sad that they are being villainized by people who've done much more harm to others. Everyone deserves kindness, except I don't think people who uh, who just use power to hate on others and make life bad for others, including women and trans individuals, deserve any of our, our kindness. So uh, in order to keep me from getting much more angrier and ranting... Um, Support your local drag queens, support your local LGBTQ organizations, stand up against prejudice and people interfering with our community who don't belong there and just want to bring hate into it. And thank you for an awesome tournament. I can't believe I made it this far. Awesome. Very well said. All right. Well, that's Adam and I'm John. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. like comic books? Me too. Hi, I'm John. Join me over at the Comics Underground podcast, where I invite guests to discuss their favorite comic books, graphic novels, manga, and more. Go to bfopnetwork.com for more info, or find me on your favorite podcatcher. I'll see you there.